Did you know you can listen to the recording of this podcast live as it happens? Visit tunein.alphageekradio.com to learn how. You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Viewer discretion is advised. Hail Satan. I submit to the dark side. Spoiler warning! Tuesday night, that means it is uh, right for fighting, and also it's time for the Small Screen Spoilers Show. This is episode number 12. I am CJ, you should have brought Cupcake's boat, and he's Jared, blind Batman barrister as a veto. I am. Hello. Good evening, and good night. And, and good luck. Night. Or whatever. Sure. <laughs> And we, as always, are here to spoil you because you deserve it. On Better Call Saul, season er, season one, episode ten, Marco, season finale, Agents of Shield, season two, episode sixteen, Afterlife, and Daredevil, episode one, Into the Ring. If you have not watched these, and or possibly care about spoilers, come back later. Or don't. Or if you just like spoilers, you can hang around. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to spoil them intensely. No holds barred. All the spoilers. All the spoilers you can stand. Indeed. And including why I don't like Daredevil. <laughs> so. It's okay, so. okay folks. I'm, I'm, here to, I'm here to disagree <laughs> with them. Just hang on tight. Like you do. Like you do. All right. So, where is my expo? There's my expo. We're going to go ahead and go back here. And start off with the last time that we are covering a show this season... Why is that not showing up on my thing? Well, then. <laughs> you broke it already? I broke it, apparently. And now it's covered. Oh, there it is. Yep, up there. Live video switching at its finest. Better Call Saul. Season finale. Season 1, episode 10, Marco. And if season 2, episode 1 isn't named Polo, I'll be really disappointed. Yeah, right. Um, well, we figured out what big dude's name was. It was Marco. In my notes, I, I call him the butthole guy. Yeah, the butthole guy. <laughs> uh, I don't have that at the ready, which is a shame. Aww. And I don't have my back. Hey, answer this, ball. Whoa. Yeah, that, that guy. That's Marco. Yeah, that's Marco. <clears throat> he died. <laughs> Spoiler. No, maybe not. He, he did. Um, what a shock that the morbidly obese guy who doesn't take care of himself died of a heart attack. <laughs> Oh, it was still kind of sad though. It was just seeing Jimmy's reaction. Like it, that was that was sad. Poor Marco. He just Jimmy left, and he I guess he just didn't he didn't know what to do with his life. Jimmy cracked corn, and he didn't care. <laughs> you don't realize <laughs> I've been waiting ten episodes now to say something like that. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave it, Jimmy. Come on. One more. <laughs> one more con. Just one more con. Oh man, um, it, this episode was—I mean, it was a lot of—it was good. It was definitely—it it definitely kind of seems to be doing what the 
um, what I've done dubbed the season, uh, the Game of Thrones season, where episode nine is the big, huge thing, and episode ten is just that immediate fallout. Yeah, I call it the, the epilogue. Yeah, it it is an epilogue. The old here. epilogue. Yeah, and that's what it felt like because uh, you know everything came to a head in the last season, the end of mm-hmm. you know, episode nine. It just kind of all fell to pieces, and then they're like, okay, so where do we go from here? And they're like, okay, we'll give you this one little thing. It's not really necessary. I mean, not a whole lot happened, but it's it just kind of reveals to you what immediately happened afterward. Gives you a yeah. little bit. It gives you why uh, Saul was in prison. We'll yep. go into the details about that in a second. Oh, that was my other nickname for you, the Chicago Sunder. Um, dude, oh, well. I I had that written down four <laughs> times and I didn't I didn't do it. I'm like, man, it is just too That's gross even do. for me. Like. That was uh, found out why Saul went to prison and why his brother had to get him out. Yep. And then, uh, you know, and and how Jimmy's dealing with being terribly betrayed by his brother. B, as in betrayal. <laughs> yes, bingo, and all of the Bs. All the next of one's the a beast. B. I, I don't know. Well, I'll have the B. <laughs> B is in brother. B is in betrayal. <laughs> ah, forget it. Kitty notebooks for everybody. <laughs> drop the mic and then walk Literally, away. drop the mic. There's another one of those class, classic Gilligan scenes with a, just a terribly uncomfortable situation. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually didn't have a lot of notes for this, um, only because, like, it, I don't want to say a lot didn't happen in the episode, but it was it was so epilogue, it just was hard to write notes for. Yeah. Um, I, I just wrote, I wrote uh, Chicago Sunroof and uh, underlined it four times. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they did it, though. I mean, they had to give that story somewhere, somehow, and, you know, to a yeah. room full of, of old people playing bingo. Why not? Why not? That makes sense. <laughs> because because it's Vince Gilligan, and the only thing that would have been more Vince Gilligan is somebody shooting their heads out in the middle of that room. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, this, this, like, the entire episode just made me kind of wish, and Daryl brought this up too, and he didn't put an email in the notes this week, but I'm kind of gonna, I'm kind of gonna go over the, um, the conversation that he and I had. Um, really wish this was not a prequel, and this could veer off into being an alternative universe kind of thing. Alternative universe? Yeah, where Jimmy could have taken that, the job at the Uh, law firm, and just to see his rise to power as opposed to his crumbling defeat because the character the character is likable yeah very so very much so he's it's just kind of wish i i just wish that this didn't have to end up with him being Saul Goodman Saul Goodman's also likable he's smarmy but he's likable yeah i mean he's definitely one of the more likable things in breaking bad oh yeah he's he's the comedic relief in breaking bad oh yeah that's what he's there for <laughs> he's there to make things lighter yeah oh yeah Man, but even in the he last season, he, he 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 couldn't even make anything lighter. No, oh man, no, no. He was no, just no. sad, Saul Goodman, the whole time. <laughs> Can you yeah, blame well. him? No, no. His entire life was destroyed. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. Well, that sucks. I guess well, I'm, I mean, he he may, <laughs> he may not have been hiding. great, but he really worked his ass off to became to become what he became, and to have it literally ripped from underneath him, all because of one man. Like, uh, one terrible man. Horrible, horrible man. Um, so I had that, and I had, um, Marco died, and I had that before he actually, like, I saw him in the bar, and I broke down, Marco dies. <laughs> and yep. then, like, three lines down, I put, told you. <laughs> <laughs> I have conver- I have snark conversations with myself when I write notes. 
Indeed, indeed. And uh, yeah. <laughs> probably We're a sign of madness. Poor Marco. Died doing his Rolex scheme. Yeah. Quote, unquote, the best week of his life. <laughs> Man. Well, if you're going to go out, go out on a high note? Yeah, sure. I guess so. I did enjoy the con montage. Yeah, that was good. It was a little out of place and weird, but I liked it. This entire episode felt out of place and weird, but in a good yes. way. Like, yeah, it was just kind of like a, all right, we did that, and now we're just going to take this one episode to this kind of weird offshoot thing where, you know, Jimmy's reacting to what happened and, you know. Going back to Chicago and doing He's going to go back to his old life. Because he took thing, the money. You know. I told you he was going to take the money. Yeah, I, I figured he would, too. I figured that was going to be his Saul Goodman starter fund. It probably is, but not immediately. No, well, I mean, what was it? How many grand? 40 grand? 40 grand, yeah. Million? That's a pretty good starter fund. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, and, and then, yeah, like I said, I just I didn't take down a whole lot of notes. So, your notes. So, all right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, the whole conversation with uh, with him taking the money with um, Hamlin is, in, is entertaining. Oh, yeah. Ha- Hamlin. Re- sorry, re- sorry I called you a... <laughs> did, they censor, did they censor the F-bomb in that? Did I hear an F-bomb? No. No, I, yeah, yeah, I heard it. But I, I'm, I'm watching mine on MGO. I purchased the episodes. Uh, it might not be censored on MGO then, but they, I'm pretty yeah. like they had the audible deafening of an f bomb on the on AMC. Wow, so they didn't censor it there either. <laughs> no, no, they they censored it there. They could say shit, but oh, f is okay. f is too much. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they didn't censor it on the one I watched. Okay. Like I said, I didn't watch it on AMC. I watched it on. Uh, and, and you, you were right with him not being as total a jackass. Like, no, no, he called you, him Charlie Hustle. You, yeah, <laughs> you, you nailed it though. You nailed that one right on the head. Where you said that it, was uh, it wasn't Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, it was all Chuck. It was that's ridiculous. Like, man, let's see, Kevin Costner. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> not Kevin Costner. It was last it was night. Last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And that uh, that I had just read as a nickname for you too. Just I I was last night. Were you? Were you? Yes. And then uh, the very beginning where they had the uh, the stack of coins under the dollar bill on top of the beer bottle, that trick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty sure I saw that on Scam School. Just yeah, saying. right. I, I'm just thinking like, wonder if they had Brian Brushwood help them out this. <laughs> did they have him consulting? And then would uh, be great if he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down. I'd be down. And my final note is uh, just, I loved the last sentence. Like, that whole last scene, you know, he goes, he's about to go to the job, and then he, you know, just stops, turns around, and he stops and talks to the mic, you know. Mm. I had $1.8 million. We had $1.8 million in a bag. Sitting on my desk. We could have split it and walked away. Why didn't you go? Eh, it was a job. I did a job, and then I, that was that. <laughs> well, I know why I did. I'm never letting it stop me again. Ooh, it's just a nice little punctuation mark, right? Yeah, at the it end was of the season. Like, here's where we're ending. Here's where the next one's starting. The it's the built. obvious. The I'm gonna use D and D alignments here. The obvious lawful evil of Mike, and um, the 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 descent into chaotic evil of Jimmy. That Indeed. that being said, you know, the reason why Mike being lawful evil, he has a code of honor, but he is sure as hell not going to let anybody get in his way. So, yeah, I mean, it's not that it wasn't a bad episode. It was just there wasn't much to comment on. Um, it was a nice way to, like you said, add, add that spiking the football, adding that punctuation point at the end of the season um, to just finalize it and move on. So that is that's the end of what we're going to be covering for Better Call Saul. We will see you next year on that. Wait. Yeah, it was. It was sad to see you go. Oh, and and let me go ahead and make my. Uh, if you're gonna make the internet angry about Daredevil, I'll make the internet angry about Better Call Saul. Here we go. Yeah. I like Better Call Saul better than Breaking Bad. Um, 
I could see why. I'm not going to it's agree with you. It's mostly just because everybody's so much more likable. Yeah. <laughs> is my, my main thing. It's no, just that, like, Breaking Bad's entertaining, but there's no one to root for. Yeah. Like, you just hate everybody. Everybody's just terrible in that show. And at least in this show, there's something something good in everybody. Exactly. It, it, I mean, even Chuck, who's a jerk, has his good moments. Stupid jerk-faced jerk. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I, the I, people you think are jerks are not really jerks. Right? I, I mean, I, I, could see, I could see why. Um, and, and, like... Actually, I'm going to say that I liked season one of this more than I liked most of Breaking Bad. Um, and if it keeps going on, yeah, I'll be right. This time next year, I'll be saying the same thing. Just because it's focusing on the characters that like that I wanted to have focused on while adding to that universe. All right. So now, now up to the most disappointing follow-up to an episode ever. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Episode 16, Afterlife. You had a great wind-up and a great pitch last episode. And then, like, you went for a bunt with this episode. And <laughs> it's baseball season, like, folks. Right, I actually, up, I actually up, watch boom, baseball. Boom, we had this nice big climactic thing, and now we're back into building phase again. Yeah. Now we're it, getting prepared for something else. Exactly. Oh, we immediately stopped the momentum. But I did enjoy, like, all of the building of the backstory and expanding the mm-hmm. world and getting into the world of the Inhumans and seeing what all's going on there. So I yeah. didn't hate the episode, but it wasn't. it definitely was not an exciting episode. For, for the setup that it had last last episode I was expecting more and I was let down and not that it was a bad episode it's still better than most of season one but just kind of uh yeah and I think it's time for them just to put it first of all I have a, my first note and because I wrote these notes I wrote these notes after I watched the episode so they're out of order again first note I have on here is I think it's time just to put a da- bullet in Dale Cooper's head <laughs> the character literally has no point now no no he's just locked in a room a doorless, windowless room. Even with Sky's mom around, like there's r- literally no reason to keep this character around. But hey, we dropped that bomb in there. Yeah, right. Sky's mom's back. Like, yeah, she came she... in and we I was talking to Sky. I was like, what? "Is that is that her mom?" Yep. I thought she died. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm guessing her. She aged slowly. Is just pure immortality. Apparently, apparently, you can take all of her blood and her organs, and she's still live. Somehow. I'm guessing either that or rebirth. She can reincarnate. Well, I don't know, because she had all the scars and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's true. The, you know. So, yeah, I'm guessing she just re- she regenerates. Yeah, I guess she's like Wolverine. Yeah, uh, exactly. Wolverine. Now, I told you, just waiting for her to shoot some like claws out of her hand, I told you. I told you if that <laughs> if that happens, so help me God. Uh, well, um, you know. But, yeah, that, that was the main thing that I thought of when I went back to write my notes down was I, it's just time for him to go. Like, he literally, when, when you're wasting valuable screen time on him on a show that already is kind of rocky on some on some of those scenes that it spends time on, it, it's time for him to go. <laughs> it um, is. I, I have, even I have to agree. And I love I love Kyle McLaughlin, but it's... it's yeah. And it, I'm sure that I don't think he'll survive the season. Oh, I no. don't, but... We need to. I'm not sure what they're gonna do with him. Yeah, they have to do something because at this point he is literally just taking. A, he took up two minutes of time this episode. That could have been Delta on doing something better. Um, I I do like how they built up the the Inhumans, like the, this Inhuman universe. It is different than what's in the in, in the comics. Um, like almost entirely Greatly different. So, or, oh yeah. Or, um, Tillin, um, where I'm guessing is going to be the inevitable lead up. Um, whoa, you're right. I'm fine. Katie's just throwing things. <laughs> Jesus, quit pissing off the <laughs> quit pissing off the new mom, Jazz. Jeez. Um, 
it, it it is it's a good it's a good scenario that we have um there it gives a good proving ground a good place to start the uh the almost assured inhuman spin-off episode series yeah, yeah, I felt that because there's lots of them. Man, oh, there's yeah. a lot of them. I had no oh, idea yeah. there were so many. Well, but remember, they're the not all where they got the box of diviners. There was like you know eight slots. Like, well, oh, remember so those aren't in all. Those aren't yeah, all. But apparently, pull out they can humans. make their own make their own terrigen nests. Yeah. Um, they like, can... Yeah, you did the old school way. Yeah, right. A diviner and a temple. <laughs> that was crazy stuff. Um, Didn't even I know tried to do that anymore. I tried thinking of a person whose powers he mimicked in X Men. Um, Who? Uh, handsome uh, shock guy. Oh, I put down Inhuman Gambit? Question mark. Yeah, um, that's the closest <laughs> that I could think of because I, I mean I kind of put Sky's powers akin to his, but his definitely almost replicate Gambit's powers. Like I can you know affect electrons, whatever, and make things glow and light things on fire. Like, sciencey, science, science. Uh, science stuff. I'm like, oh, wait, are you are you Inhuman Gambit? Is that what you are? Because <laughs> <laughs> man, man, the X Men stuff. Oh yeah, we, dude. We got we got the school for gifted Inhumans. Yep. Uh, Gordon School for gifted. Humans. <laughs> uh, we've got the uh, the racism against people with powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I guess it's not racism. What would that? Well, man, Species it's racism. Speciesism. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's basically a it's Magneto's Homo Superior versus the Homo Sapiens. Indeed. So we got like all of those themes starting to roll up in here, and it's very it's feeling very X Men. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you could have done something a little more original. Maybe. Well, I mean, the Inhumans in general, like especially now that they're writing them the way that they are, it is totally like it is. It is all sorts of X Men. Um, I, I, yeah. Um, speaking of characters Not that, that I have need a problem to, with it. need to go, I'm getting a little bit tired of Edward James Almost character. I don't know if he's Already? supposed to be the antagonist, but. Yeah, he is. He, he's supposed to be the. the is he the, supposed to be the human. primary antagonist for this entire season, though? Because that's a little weird. No, no, not for the whole season, I don't think. I just think for maybe the second half. Because he seems to be the, I hate everyone, especially people with powers. So yeah. He's that, he's that character. He's the senator. Yep. Again, X-Men uh, <laughs> stuff. A line. Yeah. Um, I, I just, eh, I don't know. I know that he's capable of more, and I don't know if it's just kind of shoddy writing at this point. Um, A little. But it, it, it just—I'm guessing it is because I love Edward James almost. I love him. He's an amazing actor, and it's just kind of yeah. Like I don't feel anything. Like I feel a strong apathy towards his character as an antagonist. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just. It doesn't feel like you're supposed to feel any empathy for him. Yeah, like, or like even any even his people that are following him, so to speak, like Bobby and Mac, and are seem to all be having kind of like and kind of taking this to the extreme. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with your <laughs> methods here. I don't think you're doing this right. <laughs> I just you can already feel the the fracturing in the ranks. Oh yeah, it, it's it's gonna stances. go down and it's gonna be brutal. Like the, that poor that guy is gonna get just completely mauled. By freaking Deathlock is back. Yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, backup's coming. Like, I'm like, who is he talking about people? backup? Like, I, I, yeah, I honestly did. Like, once he said one, I'm like, oh, Deathlock's back. But like he said backup's never, coming. I'm like, who the hell is backup? Like, wh- who's left? Yeah, I didn't know if he was just lying to Hunter to, at this moment. <laughs> lying to him? Because May definitely isn't coming. <laughs> He's coming. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot about Deathlock. I forgot he was still in there. <laughs> he's still in play. I'm glad like, to see him back. He, but he said one, and I'm like, I just, I squealed. Like, Rachel's like, what? I go, Deathlock's back! You didn't tell me your backup was a lethal, didn't say it was lethal cyborg backup. I just wanted to see a look on your face. <laughs> I just wanted to see a look on your face when he showed up. 
totally, totally worth it. I can hear you guys. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, there was some very Whedon moments in there. Oh yeah, I like uh, that. Yeah, that, that was part. that was great. Like when the whole Coulson scene was the whole every Coulson scene was really good. Like, and they gave uh, Hunter like all of the awesome one-liners. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the entire like that entire thing is really good. He's like I explaining. Just, it's like, well, this happened and this happened, and there were some humans. There's also a guy who could teleport, and he took her. It's like, wait, what? I was only gone a week. Like, what? <laughs> Now there's superpower people running around. Yep. Um, I, 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 like, if the entire episode would have been those two, like that entire thing would have been great. But um, well, it's an ensemble show. We got. Yeah, a I know. May May got her chance to totally bullshit uh, Adama. Like, <laughs> I I don't know if he honestly believes that she's telling him the truth or not. Like, there's no way that he could possibly believe that she is telling him the truth. Like, just last, like, not even last episode. In this episode, she has told you of her undying loyalty to him. Um, I mean, there, there's there's no separation here. Um. Next episode, you get your your favorite people back. My favorite people. Yep, Ward and uh, creepy mask lady. Yeah, the bad options. Yeah, the bad options. I'm not, I'm not sure where he's going with that one. It does seem like a bad option. I don't. I see it's no reason. Really why. a bad idea. Like there's... I see no reason why that's a good how, how that's a good idea in any form. <laughs> yeah, like, there's uh, okay. There there's no reason why this should be happening. I am kind of interested how um what's his face is mind washing. Is is ha- has came across ha- came up? Yeah, what's his name? How Baki. he's doing? Backy, Malak, Malak. I don't douchebag. That guy. <laughs> um, I mean, just interesting seeing how much of an automaton they've made him because these guys, they don't have the restraint that Hydra did. Like, there's no grand plan here. They're just <laughs> doing it for shits and giggles. Like, so it seems. So it seems. Ward usually has some sort of motivation, though, right? Yeah, but normally he's a little bit, I mean, he's a little bit more open with it. It just seems like he's just going and, like, burning hot scathes through the country. (laughs) I wonder if we're going to get the West Coast Dark Avengers back at all this season. No, I don't think so. No? I think that's that's it. Not even (laughs) uh, Spiky Lady or whatever... Or whatever her power was, I forget her power. Her fingernails. Yeah, fingernail. Lady. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Ward in the West Coast Dark Avengers. They just locked them back up. Yeah, I think most of them got locked back up. I think one of them got got away, didn't he? Uh, no, no, yeah. I don't think so. Oh, well. oh wait, no, the uh, the 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 nerd guy got away, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Or did they catch him as he was running away? No, I think he got away. The tech guy. He doesn't <laughs> eat food. I don't like food. Um. Uh, it, it just, there's just, there's not as good as a setup to the oncoming onslaught that is inevitably going to be happening. Uh, yeah. with I the, mean, they're setting with up the Age of Ultron tie-in, internal war, and something's going to happen with the Inhumans. Yeah, you know, and that'll definitely tie into Ultron somehow. Yeah, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm hoping they don't let me down with the Age of Ultron. Um tie-in like it's not that i am disappointed in this this season is this season is the shield that i want like it has been consistently good and up to great like there's only been a couple of weak episodes in this entire season yeah but it, it just kind of like they had a great first act amazing first act and yeah they're coming off of that captain america high but you should be hyping up to something. Like there should be this this gigantic thing coming up, and you should be ramping up to that faster than what you're doing. I don't know. They may not want to reveal too much. 
That's a possibility. I mean, turn, 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 turn spoil, did just kind of spoil Ultron because I mean, if if they had built up to, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, turn, 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 turn just stuff. happened. Like it just like one episode, the previous episode to that was just kind of meh, and then just boom, like it was like, oh yeah, so in Captain America, this thing happened. It kind of affects Shield because you know Hydra was infiltrating Shield for forty Ever. years or something yeah. insane. And <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna tie that in. Have fun. Yeah, right. Um, so no, I, it's just going to be a big explosion thing because they're not. They don't want to give away any plot points for Ultron if there's you know serious ones like there was. I'm sure there will be. Um, I mean, a, a evil AI something. is coming up over. Is coming up. Ugh. Okay, sorry, spoilers on this one because it's associated with this. I mean, a giant, a, an evil AI is coming up to evaporate all, eradicate all life on Earth. Like, there's obviously going to be some kind of. Um, some kind of direct impact on this show. I mean, Nick Fury is officially back and revealed himself to everybody after his very public death. So I'm wondering if he's going to be back, uh, if they're going to reveal that to the public or not. And plus, there's a very fine chance that Age of Ultron is going to be an immediate tie-in to, or a lead-up to, uh, Civil War in a couple of years. So you have to deal with that. Yes. <sighs> I guess so I'm speaking just... of dealing with that. Oh wait, wait, wait! I've got one more note. Okay, uh, it's nice to see Bits and Simmons reuniting a bit. Yeah, we had to ha- we had to have uh, something terrible happen to get them to work together. But it's nice to see a little bit of healing of that relationship. Yeah, exactly. I don't think we're ever gonna get back to the pure like Fitzsimmons. Um... No, no, he's because he's not who he was before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's working towards hopefully not being a terrible person anymore. Yeah, right. We'll see. <laughs> hey, we'll speaking see. of terrible people. Oh boy, here we go. Alright, so this is Daredevil episode 1, Into the Ring. Okay, let me first say, I didn't hate this show. It is, on a production level, amazing. Like, it is very well edited, very well choreographed. Um, Like, Daredevil is a believable superhero. It's pretty, too. It, he is, he's a pretty dude. Um, and then, uh, Not as much as Karen scenes. Page. Um... Deborah Ann Wall. Um, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I really, you don't understand how much I really, really, really wanted to like this show. But Daredevil is not my superhero. I don't like him. I don't like anything about him. And this is not because of the Affleck thing. I actually like the Affleck movie. Well, the director's cut. I don't like Daredevil as a character. So I'm coming into this already very grumpy. Like... <laughs> And then seeing, and then seeing that it's Batman. Like, so tired of fucking Batman. It's just, it's not entirely Batman. It's totally Batman. No, no, no. Where's all the billions of dollars and all of his amazing super tech? He'll get there. Trust me. Um, it just, admittedly, it's not totally dark and gritty. And no, no, you got Foggy in there to keep things light. Yeah, and I mean, even when he's Murdoch, I mean, he's he's able to keep up with the quips. But I mean, even Dare, even Daredevil in the comic books, he is the poor man's poor man's uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> like he's okay, that I can agree with. He's a despicable human being. Like he has this nice, you know, I'm a lawyer, Sheen, but he's he's more grimy than freaking Saul Goodman. Um, he's just more above the table about it. Um, hmm. you got that from this show, or is this what you're bringing from? This is what I'm bringing, experience. and also he's not—he's okay. already proving that he's not that great of a lawyer. Like, oh yeah, I don't know I still found him likable, at least in the pilot that I've watched. But I've only watched the pilot so far. 
I've watched the first three episodes. I've I watched the pilot again, and I'm going to watch them in order again so I don't get them confused. Um, and like I said, I don't want to say that I hated the episode. I just I don't want I don't like the series. I don't want this series. I wanted it to be something different, but I guess you have to build up to there because I like the premise of this is immediately like introducing the street level, which is something you don't even have with Agents of Shield. No. But and it's very focused too. Yeah, I just it's I just Hell's kind Kitchen. of it's not all over the world. Yeah, I just kind of wish if this would have came out before Gotham, I would be totally one hundred thousand percent in. I guess Gotham it just was that straw that broke my back on this kind of story. No. And so anyway, th- I totally disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I loved everything about this. Everything. Uh, it didn't feel too Batman-y to me. Like it felt different enough. And I don't know what the difference was. It's not a it's Playboy. Because... It's not a billionaire Playboy. Yeah, he's not a billionaire it, it felt Playboy. Like it felt more like... so like the beginning of Arrow when he's on the island. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's yeah. not a great part of Arrow. Like <laughs> it's the best part of the first season that I've watched. Admittedly, so far. yes. Admittedly, yes. You're <laughs> not wrong there. You are not so, wrong uh, there. So I, I I can't agree with you yet. <laughs> Right now, the, the island stuff is way more interesting than <laughs> the crap happening in Star City. It, it does. It gets. It gets better in Star City, and the island stuff becomes more and more ridiculous. But yeah, you're not there yet. Wow. Give me right, one second. So the island stuff goes beyond season. Okay. Oh yeah, it's still going on right freaking now. Like this, like it's really? still not not the island in particular on that, but like they're still doing pre flashbacks up to what happened to, to the beginning of the series because he spent five years there, and spoiler alert, not all of it was on the island. Not all of them. And CJ's walking away. So, I guess I'll just give my talk of Daredevil. I guess he was just so so upset about telling everyone that he hated it. He just had to walk away. Didn't hate it. (laughs) If you didn't love it and praise it with everything, then you must have hated it. Okay, voice of the internet. Shh. So, uh, so, so why is it always a fight on a on a freight freight dock? Like every every time. Now that that was definitely Batman that drove me crazy. Because in Batman, Arrow, and every other superhero that doesn't have superpowers, it's always a fight on a dock with a bunch of freight containers. Always. I just like to see some original scenery there. So that's fine. I, I'm I'm glad to see that Microsoft is giving Marvel some money too. Because uh, just watching Arrow like the Microsoft product placement is tense extremely intense, like ridiculously so. And I may get into that later when we talk about Arrow, but I, I did see a surface prominently displayed in, in uh, oh, yeah. Daredevil. So, so I'm, nice, I'm glad to see that Marvel... Uh, well, CJ's back. Yeah, Marvel I got did. some of that. Sorry, Marvel I am coming down that from Microsoft cold. money, too, so right on. Uh, I liked that it's a it's more of a lawyer show than it is a superhero show. At least this pilot felt that way. It was like lawyering, lawyering, with a little bit of Daredevil thrown in. Uh and even if CJ says he's a bad lawyer, I don't know. He's, he's such a bad lawyer. He's a new lawyer, <laughs> at least in this episode. Like, I'm just basing all of my stuff only inside of the show itself. I don't have a whole lot invested with Daredevil outside of uh, the show. I've, I mean, I, I own the, the Affleck one because I actually did like that movie. I didn't love it. It had its problems, yeah. but it was still fun. And there wasn't a whole lot of superhero movies out back then, so I had, you know, there wasn't a lot to choose from. <laughs> yeah, admittedly, yeah, this was, this and that was, one was, was okay. pre-Even Batman Begins, so. And I, and I, and I kind of really love Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin. Yeah, right? I mean, just I like. He's, he's just so giant. I mean, admittedly, like, Vincent D'Onofrio wasn't in this one, but I like him as an actor, so I'm interested in seeing how he plays out as Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, but yeah, it, it just I freak. I I was so shockingly in love with Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin. <laughs> I loved him, but I just loved Michael Clark Duncan in everything. Yeah. Right. 
Oh, and speaking of Kingpin, there was no Kingpin in this nope, episode. Like not we a heard his bit. voice briefly one time. Yep, that was it. I never said his name. I didn't they... think they were going to do. To be honest, they, they this is very um this is very Man Without Fear from um Frank Miller in the comics. Like this is straight up almost page for page Man Without Fear, except for no Electra, and that really bothers the hell out of me. That Karen Page <laughs> comes into play so much later, and only because of how he how he deals with Electra. The only reason why Karen Page is even a thing in Daredevil is how he deals with Electra's bullcrap. Then I have no idea what that means. So, okay. That sounds good. Grumble, 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 grumble. <laughs> oh, th- them, uh, them titles, though. Them opening credits. Those yeah. Are beautiful, and I love that music. I, like you said, I liked the production quality oh. of this. Production quality was yeah, really good on this. Everything about the execution of this, I love. I love the look of it. Like, it was dark and gritty, but not too dark and gritty. Uh, it was I don't know if you've been to Hell's Kitchen, gritty. but that's pretty much what it looks like. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was pretty accurate in its portrayal of things. Like, it wasn't overly gray. It was gray, but not overly gray. There's some reds and whites and blues <laughs> in there. <clears throat> it wasn't it wasn't full Batman in the color scheme. The the kid actor I didn't love, but it is just the one episode, and I don't know if he gets better or worse, or if they use him less. Yeah, yeah. I hope they don't more. really go back to him at all. Like the scenes were fine, and they were you know they were short. They didn't. They weren't yeah. Really By the way, that's how you do a freaking origin story. Yeah. That is how you do it. it Not like a three-hour movie. <laughs> Thirty seconds. Done. It was in done. Rank. Saving that dude over there got chemicals spilled on his face. That's Fill how it's in the done. blanks yourself. <laughs> okay. Like that. Also that his I will. Dad is a boxer. That I will like. I loved the origin of this. Bang! Right. Done. Done. We're done. No more. That's how to handle it. The. uh... And then when the bad guys are sitting up on top of the rooftop talking, um, have Asian lady, uh, old real estate looking dude, and then Russian thugs. And Always then, uh, Russian thugs. Asian guy. I don't know if he's Japanese or what, but man, he had crazy eyes. Like, what was with his crazy <laughs> eyes? Like, he never said anything. It's just every time, like, some uh, the camera panned him, he was just looking at someone. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, settle down, dude. You just take a bunch of coke before you got on the roof. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I, I did love the um the explanation of the fallout. Like every time one of these superhero guys, these superpower guys comes in, we make money. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like that. It's just a very subtle tie-in to the cinematic universe. Yeah, it, it is very it is very squarely put there. Like, but it is there, it is you know, very here's subtle. All these people, you know, New York was kind of destroyed. Yeah, by, right. Uh, an alien invasion and a big fight with the Avengers. So uh, these people come out of the woodwork to rebuild everything. Like you would. Like you do. Um, and it's, There's money to be made. Yeah, absolutely. For good people and bad people. And, you know, if there's money to be made, you're going to make it. I mean, like I said, I didn't hate this. I just wanted something different. This isn't anything different. I'm I'm really looking forward to the rest of the Marvel movie of Marvel shows though, like Jessica Jones and um Iron Fist and uh Power Man or Luke Cage, sorry. Um sorry. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Nerd. Um <laughs> all those words. I'm really looking forward to all of those because those are much more interesting characters to me than Daredevil. But it's the same reason why like I had to be talked into seeing the first Captain America movie. And even after seeing the first Captain America movie, I didn't like the first Captain America movie. 
I thought it was all right. It's, it's definitely not, not my favorite. It's not my. That's not my kind of hero. Like a second Captain America movie. Yes, I like. Yeah, that I like. That was that really was good. good. That was <laughs> really good. So there's no there's no saying that I'm not gonna that I can't turn around on this by episode ten or thirteen. Ten. Ten. Thirteen. 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 Okay. Yep. Um. There's no saying that I'm not gonna be turning around and be like jumping on the table, yelling how much I love this by the time episode thirteen comes around. But from what I've seen, just not. It's I, I call it bleh devil whenever I'm talking about it in our management chat, and that's exactly how I feel. Just very bleh. Meh. We'll see if it wins you over. If it's as great as the internet says it is, <laughs> maybe it'll win you over. Maybe I don't know. Like I said, Captain Winter Soldier did, and I don't like I said I don't like Captain America. I just I, I'm just kind of so burnt out on this though. Like. I don't know. I, I, I'm. It could also be directly tied into the fact that I had I, I watched an incredible amount of My Little Pony this weekend, <laughs> and Saccharin Sweet versus Watered Down Darkness. Not too watered down. Like I was surprised at how he was. He was literally wet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was making a pun. Down. I see what you think. Because <laughs> they weren't they weren't ashamed to drop some s bombs there. Nope. That's so why I kind of like the fact that it's on Netflix, so they're able to express themselves like that. Um, th- that's more the reason why I like the Jessica Jones one that's coming out later this year. I'm like, I I know the story behind Jessica Jones, and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to see this. <laughs> because even in the comic books, they had to hold things back, but they directly hinted at them, and in a medium where you don't have to hold anything back. Like, I'm so excited to see how they handle that. Yeah, it still felt like they were maybe holding back a little bit in this one. Yeah, th- this did feel know. like it was telegraphing its punches a little bit too much, like writing on the fact that it that it is a Marvel show, and they're just kind of riding on that wave for this pilot. Yeah, like, we're Marvel, we're fun and happy. We're not DC. This one's a little gritty, but we're, we're not that gritty. A- admittedly, we're like this out Gotham's Gotham, but I'm just I'm just kind of done with the whole that whole trope, like. If this would, like I said, if this would have came out before Gotham, I would have been one thousand percent in. But <laughs> it didn't. So um, if you have any more notes, go ahead. And... All right. So it's, it's Karen Page. That's the the woman, right? Yeah, that's the redhead. I thought she was blonde in this show. Mm-mm. No. No. Well, anyway, she's is, not is, as she redheaded. Less she was... dumb. <laughs> um, like she's just not good at making decisions. No, she's really not. <laughs> and being with Matt Murdock is not any better of a decision. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and I, and that whole kind of tropey thing I didn't like. You're like, oh, here's our first client, and oh, now she's a part of the team. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, fine. If that's what you got to do, fine. Yeah, you guys absolutely needed a secretary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are just rolling in the clients enough to absolutely need an assistant. Like, really? And also, me. poor man shawarma scene. Like, <laughs> no, eating the whatever the casserole around the yeah. table. Yeah. It works. I saved this uh, for my husband. Really, <laughs> I, I loved her in True Blood. Like she was, she was at towards the end of the series. She was the only good thing going for True Blood. <laughs> and then seeing her here, that also doesn't help my opinion of it. Right, right. I don't like like Karen Page is a character even in the books. I didn't particularly like um, because she's almost a um, she's a woman foil for Matt Murdock, and that's all that she's there for. Um, to be the reason for him making bad decisions. Um, and then, like, in this, I see this in here, and I'm just like, man, she's so bad at this. Why is this? She wasn't this bad at True Blood, was she? It could be the fact that all everything else in True Blood was so bad that I just put her on a pedestal, but, <laughs> man. <laughs> I didn't hate her. I'm just, man, wow, you're dumb. You're so dumb. <laughs> it could be the reason why you thought she was blonde. No, I don't usually apply that. 
Though. Usually. Usually he says he hates the French and he thinks all blondes are dumb. I just you heard him say it. <laughs> no, I just remember watching the show and then looking her up on IMDb and her IMDb picture being very, very redheaded and I don't yeah, remember her being it's it's a lot more on muted show. in this. That's fine. And uh final note, I I enjoyed like all of the little cutscenes at the very end, kind of showing that man, there's there's a lot of work to do. Yeah. This place is a rough place. Very much so. But overall, definite. I love it. I want to watch the second episode so bad. Meh. And I kind of hate you for making me wait. Meh. I know. And I hate you more for being that. <laughs> Not a lot of hate. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Very meh. 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 All right. Speaking of meh. Speaking of meh. On to the <laughs> challenge shows where we talk about shows that aren't normally in the uh, one sh- episode per week thing. First up, Arrow. Arrow. Brought to you by Microsoft. Holy crap. Like, I had to laugh out loud a couple of times because, man, did they have some prominent <laughs> Microsoft product placement. Yeah, right? It's like, I'm walking into the room. Here's my keyboard and here's my Surface. Snap. Oh, look how it snapped together. Now let me flip out the kickstand. Ooh, isn't that sweet? It's sitting <laughs> on the table. Now we're going to have a five-second shot of the Windows 8 tile screen. Look at how I touch it with my finger. Ooh. <laughs> man, what is this? A Microsoft product demo? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I need this in the middle of my arrow. <laughs> is fine. If you're gonna have it there, fine. But no, don't do the whole. Look at how the keyboard snaps on and the kickstand. Yeah, yeah. What the audible? Sa- what the audible click do? Which click. doesn't happen <laughs> it, with real surface. That that loud of an audible click doesn't happen, or else you'd get weird looks whenever you brought that thing out in public. So no, yeah, yeah. Product placement, man. Um, but the last two episodes I watched were pretty good. Um, Thea was not in them at all. That always makes a good episode, and that that seems to make the episodes <laughs> so much better. And then in the uh, the second episode, like the first episode, the two episodes I watched, one was where he kind of finds out his mom is part of the whole whatever that group is. Undertaking. I don't know if they've named it yet. The Undertaking, but is it just the Undertaking? Yeah, that's that just that's kind of that's just club? the name of the, it's it's the rich people club that is dealing with the uh, with the Undertaking. Okay, well he finds out his mom's part of it, and he goes to confront her and get shot by his mom. Yeah, because that's fun. <laughs> and then, hey, we get it. I'm shot. I can't go to the hospital. So, Felicity, you're on the team now. <laughs> yes, finally. I knew it was gonna happen. Oh yeah, her and her magical she's vagina. Like, no, I'm only gonna stay around till we find Walter, and then I'm gonna leave again. Leave no, me. spoiler. No, she's not. You're not leaving. You can't jump in this team and then just walk away. Well, besides, the fans wouldn't stand for it. Yeah, you have you have to have a a hot blonde lady there to offset Steve Armell and his shirt allergy. <laughs> No, but it did make all the episodes infinitely better. And then we got a lot more island stuff, which, like I said earlier, the island stuff is way more interesting than what's going on in the Star City storyline. Yeah. Currently. Uh, it had Slade Wilson? Yes. Slade Wilson? Slade yes. Wilson. Slade Wilson. He showed up and started training him. So got a little bit of that. That was good stuff. So we got that and then more Felicity, which is always great. So the show is getting much more watchable. Oh, yeah. Episode. Told you. I still don't, I'm still eager to see why you're so... Love this show so much and thank Daredevil. <laughs> because man, that. Daredevil, Daredevil is so much better than this show. Is this how I make everybody else sound like? <laughs> I guess I don't know. It's like really, Arrow's great. You sure. Well, like I've told you more know, than once, season one better. is really, really rough. I know it gets better. Um, because I, 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 watched I, I was Daredevil almost out, and then I watched this, and I was like, really? I mean, it's kind of the same thing, except he's got money and an air and a bow and arrow, not just sticks or whatever Daredevil fights with. Yeah, sticks. Uh, sticks. Um, yeah, no. It, like I said, I was almost out on season one of Arrow. Like I almost, I almost left it. 
I'll keep watching. And I did enjoy these two episodes, but I mean, if Daredevil's like an eight or a nine on my scale, then these past two episodes were like a six. Fair enough. Where previous ones were like four, three. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing through. I'm pushing through. I'll watch it. Let's so see. I've had some time this weekend and I really sat down to watch Sherlock, but no, no, I did not <laughs> because I didn't want to think most of the weekend because Rachel was out of town and it was just me and my daughter and like I just wanted to tune out. So I started watching, that was a little bit, that was supposed to be a lot more dramatic, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt um, on Netflix. This is another Netflix exclusive. So, yay, um, Netflix knocking out of the park. Um, they really are. Tina Fey production. This is the same production company and everything that brought you 30 Rock. So if you like 30 Rock, here you go. It, it's 30 Rock just without the weird Mad Men approach things. Um, I hated 30 Rock, by the way. <laughs> didn't watch a ton of it, but I enjoyed the episodes that I saw, which um, makes me think I'd enjoy Kimmy Schmidt if I yeah. can never get around to it. It, it. This is really, really good. Um, like, I didn't, I, w- I went in expecting to hate this, but like, like I, was, I wasn't able to get to sleep on Friday night, and, no, last Thursday night after our SmackDown, and I just put it on because, like, I'm just staring at the ceiling anyway, so I'm like, alright, give me something a half hour, something to make me, you know, shut off my mind. Huh. Let's try this. TNFA production. Okay, fine. Um, let's go. And I watched three episodes. <laughs> and um, so three episodes of Kimmy Schmidt. That would be about the same length as one episode of sh- Sherlock, right? Sh- different mindset though. Completely. I know. We, different are, mindset. we already. We already. It'd had be a different story time. if I if I, I just, sat and watched two episodes of Doctor Who. Like I'm just I'm just teasing. I'm just like teasing. If, if I sat down and watched two episodes of Doctor Who instead of Sherlock, then you could ride my butt about it. Um, but like, so, but Saturday night, like I had my D and D group over and they left, and I'm like, all right, fine, TV. Oh, man, I don't want to watch any of this crap. Turn on Netflix. Hmm. Breakable Kimmy Schmidt. Watch, watch, watch. Oh shit! It's four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> So, uh, between that and Sunday, I watched the entire first season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt this weekend instead of doing pretty much anything else for the show. Wow. How many episodes are there? Uh, 13? 13. Okay. Um, They're half-hour episodes, right? Yeah. It, it's very, very quick um, because, I mean, it is, it is pretty much a string of one-liners by a bunch of cardboard people, and, and then there's Kimmy. Like, <laughs> Kimmy is literally where this universe revolves around, and she is the only fleshed-out character in the entire series. Don't get me wrong. Everybody else is great with their with their quippy one-liners, but, like, she is literally the only character worth giving a shit about. Um, it, it's... Um, a bunch of cardboard people and Kimmy Schmidt. Um, the, you do get a couple other people, um, who break out of their cardboardness towards the end of the season that actually become likable characters towards the end of the season. Um, and then you have a couple characters introduced in the latter half of it that are just, that are, that jump in and are really likable characters. Um, and then her stepdad is introduced. Now, let me rewind everybody to about four months ago now when I was watching Twin Peaks. And my dislike, no, hatred, hatred in this case, for Andy. They introduced a character who lampooned Andy. <laughs> lampooned Andy? Was a, fa- was a, was a comedic, comedic approach to Andy. And you could tell how much I love that character. Hmm. Almost maybe turn the show off. Like they they had they put him on for like they had him in a bunch of scenes in an episode. I'm like, all right, I'm if he says one more line, I'm seriously gonna turn this episode off. Um, 
towards the end of the series season when they tried doing a plot is when it failed so hard like when it went from a character driven show to a plot driven show it was just so horrible um so like episodes 11 and 12 were almost unwatchable because it's just full of idiots. Like you, you put a you put a microscope on a certain area of Indiana where the entire state is full of idiots, where there's just perfect concentration of idiots in this one part, and it just it was miserable. Um, it, it just it just ugh, and it dragged on and on and on and on. But um, all in all, like except for those two episodes, I genuinely liked. I genuinely not like loved this entire this entire season of. The, I don't regret watching the binging the entire thing. I really don't. Um, it, it just because, like I said, this, my mind was just in a place that I needed to be able to laugh. And um, freaking uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad shows up. Uh, bald dude. Um, Dean North. Dean North shows up. Hank. Hank. And just like just like genuinely hilarious. Like he's so great. Like he's he's the first time. Like I I laughed a lot during this season, but he was the first time that I genuinely had like the like really loud laughter that you should get from a get from a comedy. Um, I didn't realize that he was that good of a comedic talent. Like I really didn't. But he was so brilliant. Um, what I've learned about Dean Norris is apparently he has really good chops if he has a good director. Yeah, and I guess, like, I don't know if it was Tina Fey who directed this, but whoever did has a great, great way of making certain, making the characters that you should feel something for uh, have the ability to have them felt, have them felt something about. So, I, I, I recommend going to watch it, seriously. If you have, if you have some time and you just want to tune out, it's a great show. Yeah, it's on my list of things I'd like to watch. Um, yeah, this is not a run out and watch kind of show. In anything. Oh God, watch. yes, and she's like, she's hilarious and things. beautiful and <laughs> amazing and oh my God, little red dress. Um, yeah. All right, so that's all I have on that one. Anything else before we wrap up? That's it. Let's wrap this baby up. All We're right. About 15 minutes too long. Yeah, exactly. All right. So you can contact us at geekioshow at gmail.com. Twitter and Facebook are at geekioshow. You can call us at the geek line at 727-489-4335. That is 727-489-GEEK. Our website, which has all of our shows and everything and sponsors and all that good goodness, geek-io.net slash spoiler show. And directly supporting this show and all of the shows on the network is our Patreon at patreon.com slash geekio. While I take a nice big chug of water, what are the titles that we're going for this week? This week, the titles are S-Bombs Inside Boob, which was, uh, you know, Daredevil on Netflix. Yes. The Butthole Guy, Saul Goodman Starter Fund, Total BS Adama, that's how you do an origin story. Brought to you by Microsoft and a bunch of cardboard people and Kimmy. <laughs> All right, folks. On that note, we will see you. I have no you. idea what to choose. Yeah, me either. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, folks, we will see you next week on the Saul Screen Spoiler Show. The Saul Screen Spoiler Show? You heard me. Saul. Good, man. Bye, y'all. Toodles. This has been a Geek I.O. production. Copy of what? 2015 Geek I.O. Geek. Geek and Geek I.O.